0: letter 10 of the history of lady barton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by devora allen the history of lady barton by elizabeth griffith letter 10 miss cleveland to lady barton believe me my ever dear louisa when i tell you that my heart feels at this moment the tenderest sympathy with yours and most truly resents the unhappiness of your situation. I will chide no more, my sister, but henceforward endeavor to soothe those sorrows which I cannot cure. Dissipation, as you say, must be your course. Anything is better than brooding over irremediable evils. Yet great are the hazards which a young and beautiful married woman has to run who enters too deeply into a life of gaiety. The grave part of the world will censure her conduct, as arising from the levity of her mind, and the dissolute will form schemes for the destruction of that innocence, which is the only true foundation and support of cheerfulness or vivacity. Beware of artful men, my dear sister. I cannot help it. I will tell you all my fears. They may be—nay, I hope they are—quite vain. But I will confess I do not like your intimacy either with Lord Lucan or Colonel Walter. I am persuaded that you have not the least apprehension from your connection with them, but remember, Louisa— The dangers that we see are easily prevented, but those strike surest that come unexpected, like lightning which we view and feel at once. I am much pleased that Sir William's niece is to live with you. There is something flattering even to virtue in having a constant witness to approve our conduct. At least I think we should be more at ease, more self-assured in any trial with a companion than when left alone. Not that I think my sister so to seek, or so unprincipled in virtue's book to need a guard, save her own purity. I remember poor Stern used to say that all the mischief which was done in this great city was brought about by morning tete-a-tetes, which must be unavoidable without a female inmate, and she should always be a near relation. On this principle I think you extremely lucky in having Miss Wesley for an élève, as her presence will be a perpetual guard against another danger you have to fear, the envenomed tongue of slander. The house is in an uproar! What can be the matter? Sir George has returned. I fly to him. Oh, Louisa, my heart is rent in pieces. I have seen my brother almost distracted, his manly face bedewed with flowing tears. Miss Colville is dead. She died at Amiens of a three days fever. My brother met her hearse at Dover. I fear, Louisa, he will never recover this sad stroke. Sweet Delia, I may say with the Queen and Hamlet, I thought thy bride-bed to have decked, sweet maid, and not have strewed thy grave. I cannot write more. My tears blind me. You know that I most truly love this dear departed saint. Her brutal mother is gone on to Paris, Would she and her whole race had perished in her stead. My brother's bell rings. Adieu, adieu, my sister. F. Cleveland End of Letter Ten